Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. to look at Luke chapter number 6. Luke chapter number 6. I'm going to read. Starting with verse number 43. I'm going to read down through the rest of the chapter. Part tonight is in the latter part of which is what we're going to read. But I want for context to read a few more verses. Grateful for the privilege to stand. We desire your prayers tonight. Luke chapter number 6, verse number 43. For a good tree bringeth not forth corrupt fruit. Neither doth a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. For every tree is known by his own fruit. For of thorns men do not gather figs. Nor of a bramble bush gather they grapes. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, bringeth forth that which is evil. For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaketh. And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house, dig deep, laid the foundation on a rock. When the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not, is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Lord, we pray you'd add your blessings on this. Grant us the unction to deliver, Father, the very voice of God. Give us, humbly we pray again as we seek Nothing but obedience in your sight. Speak as only you can speak. May we receive it with joy and respond. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I read to you concerning uh, Jesus' address to those who live in hypocrisy. He had just spoken in the previous verses concerning judging another when you yourself have the inability to see because of the beam that's in your own eye. Jesus went as far to say, thou hypocrite, right? Uh, Jesus certainly can see in the heart of someone and knows the problem uh, before it ever begins. But here we find that he continues on that same Note by saying clearly that a good tree can't bring forth corrupt fruit. And a corrupt tree can't bring forth good fruit. Um, It's an impossibility. And yet we find people every day, all the time, 
trying to be good enough to be a Christian. They'll come to church and they'll say they want to be in church and they'll show up and they'll try to participate in church kind of things, but you, you can't be saved and not be saved. You can't act and produce fruit that is manufactured by having been grafted into the vine of Christ unless you've actually been grafted in. A corrupt tree can't bring forth evil fruit or good fruit, and a corrupt tree can't bring forth good fruit, and a good tree can't bring forth corrupt fruit. Jesus is being very clear about what it means to be a fruit producer, to be something other than a hypocrite. He finally goes on to say, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. And in contrast, an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings that forth, brings forth that which is evil. And the reason is is because it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Now said all that to say this, Jesus goes immediately into the next passage of Scripture. But it needs, we need to understand the context of what he had just left. He spoke considerable amounts in Luke chapter number 6 concerning those that say they are one thing and they're not. And that's not an indictment that's on them, but they're deceiving themselves and they need to know the truth. And Jesus' purpose in saying these things quite clearly and directly was that they might know the truth. Listen, it's not my desire to see people come into the house of God and smile and carry on and go back out and come back in unchanged by the Spirit of God and then die lost and go to hell. That didn't help anybody. And I'd just soon tonight be clear and run everybody off than I would you to deceive yourself and think that you can be something that you're not if you've never been saved. Now Jesus was being very clear about the importance of truly being born again. You can try all you want to to be a Christian, but if you haven't been born again, you'll never get, you'll never succeed. Just doing the things that that Christian people supposedly do does not make you saved. So you can try to produce that fruit all you want to, but apart from having been converted, been born again by the power of Jesus Christ, you'll never be able to do it. Now, I, I'm looking in the eyeballs of a bunch of saved people. And I have no idea, but maybe somebody will watch this and they need to be reminded. They need to know this simple truth. That, friend, you've got to be born again to ever be able to produce fruit of God. Right? I don't do it myself. And I'm not out there every day trying to just push fruit out. Listen, I'm a fruit bearer by nature because I have been grafted into the true vine. And as long as he is pruning me and I am yielding myself to the work of the master, I produce fruit effortlessly. I can't help but produce fruit and you can't help but produce fruit. If you're truly grafted into the vine of Jesus Christ, you will produce fruit. Now, what the Bible does say is some produces more than others. But you'll make fruit. Good or bad, you'll make fruit. And I just hope tonight that as we start the message that you recognize the importance of at least examining yourself. Right? Because I I can preach all day long about a man that was on a rock and a man that was on the sand. But if you built on the sand but you think you built on the rock, you're still going to fall. You're still going to end up in hell, and you're going to miss heaven altogether. 
And yet what Jesus has done in that entire chapter is try to wake up the hypocrite, to try to wake up the Pharisee, to try to wake up the blinded and the deceived of this world and say to them clearly that what they need is to be born again. Here he again starts and asks them a question, a very important question, and I want to begin there in verse number 46. Jesus asked the question, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and yet you don't do the things that I say to do? Now, one of us could could get a little bit by answering that question if we're honest. And why in the world do I I confess Lord, Lord, as if I wholly and completely am surrendered unto him, and yet I refuse to do part of the word of God? I refuse to yield and be obedient to some of the things that are written in there. And and we ought to be reminded that what Jesus said is, I know that you love me when you keep my sayings. How many of us are singing, oh, how I love Jesus, and I'm so glad that Jesus loves me when we're yet to even surrender ourselves completely to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. May I say today that with Christ it's all or nothing. You can say, well, I'm, I'm doing most of it. But you know what? In that part that you've excluded, you've still violated and you, stand, you still stand out of fellowship with God because you're unwilling, you're unyielding, you're a disobedient, a rebellious, whatever the fact may be. I don't, I don't know how to apply it to your life, but I certainly know that it means something to me. When the Lord said to the whole crowd, he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and yet you don't do the things that I say? And then he set into giving them a very clear illustration of two men that were similar and dissimilar. Two men that had some things in common, but then they had something that was drastically different. Different. And I want to look at that tonight. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, but you don't know do what I say to do? Every one of us could probably get better at obedience and yielding to God and following the word of God and, and let's be clear, if it's in the Bible, it means do it, right? It, it doesn't mean that for somebody else and not you, right? You can rationalize and justify all these different kinds of things, but uh, let me be clear. If God said do it, we, it, we got to do it, and we need to line up with it, and we need to get right with it, and we just need to say, yes, Lord, and we need to do the things that he's called us to do. But Jesus said it like this, verse number 47, He said, whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep. Dig deep. And laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. He tells the story of two, two men that are doing the same thing. They had something very similar that they were doing. They were both building a house. One built it on a foundation that was rock, and according to verse number 49, the other one built it upon the earth. You can look in Matthew's gospel, chapter number 7, when Jesus shared this same story. In that one, the Bible says clearly that the man built it upon sand. Not just earth, but he built it upon sand. That was what was similar about these two men. May I say that whether you're lost or saved, you're building a house. You're working on a vessel. You're working on a house. 
You're building something that in the end will be tested. You're constructing something every day. We're reminded in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, the Bible said there when the apostle Paul was advising them, he said that we're to build upon the foundation, the foundation which was laid, that is already laid, which is Jesus Christ, We're to build upon that foundation. He said, but every man that builds it, he said he's going to use construction material that is either wood, hay, and stubble or silver and gold and precious stones. Now, when it comes to using good materials, I can tell you right now, it's better off to do do it right the first time than to have to do it several times over just to try to get it right afterwards. There's a lot of people that's out there today that is using just whatever they can put their hands on on a daily basis to try to construct this temple to try to build this house and all the while they're expecting it to last forever may I say today that we're all building a house but it does matter what you build it out of because there's only some things that are going to weather the storm and still be there when it's over what was similar about these two men was number one they were both building a house But number two, they were both fixing to go through a storm. And it wasn't a simple storm, but it was a vehement storm, the Bible said. You can read in the book of Matthew and find that the rain descended, the floods arose, the wind blew, and great it was. In every circumstance, in both circumstances, both men experienced the same kind of storm. Let me say this about Christians and non-Christians. They experienced the same kind of storms. I'm not exempt from the storms of this life. I'm not exempt because I'm a child of God from the hard things of this world. You can read story after story. You can pick up the word of God and read story after story. You can talk to your neighbors, your Christian friends, all of these others, and everybody's got a story. They can testify to you how God had brought them through one of the most horrific things or terrible storms. They say today that everybody has storms. You're not unique. The Bible said that it rains on the just and the unjust. And the Bible said the sun also rises and shines on both. You're not excluded. You're not exempt. Listen, when it comes to the things of this world, we are not outcast or excluded or exempt from any of the hard things of life. Listen, when it comes to surviving the storms that are around us, I tell you, it matters what you found it on. As I thought about this, and I was really trying to apply it to my own life, I thought about how important it is you build out of good materials. And, and just to be clear, if, if you're not being careful every day about what you're doing for Christ, then you're not laying up anything in heaven. If you're not digging deep for some of those gold and silver and precious stones, some of that stuff that when it's tried in the fire of God's judgment, it resides, it it abides, it doesn't melt away to ashes and disappear. If we're building with some of those things that are of God and for God and to God, then we're laying up treasures in heaven, the Bible said. We're building that house. We are helping today. And when we stand before God and he judges the structure, the Bible said the things good done, done, done in the flesh, whether they were good or, the, or evil, they'll be judged. If it was wood and hay and stubble, 
I can assure you that when you put the fire to them, there ain't nothing left but ashes. But when you try the things that are good, they last and they stand. There's a long-term value, see, to what we're doing. If, if you don't awake every day with an eternity mindset, then what you're liable to do is to counterfeit yourself by accepting less than what God expects of you and counterfeit your building by putting materials in it that was just easy to get. Now, I guarantee you this. The devil sells some pretty shoddy material. And he is peddling that every day. He is trying his best to get into your house, to get on your lot, to get you convinced that you can sacrifice this, you can give up that. You don't have to read your Bible. You don't have to pray. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to do any of these things. All you need to do is this. Listen, when you substitute the good for the bad, you're going to find out in the end it won't stand up. It won't stand up. Both of these men were building a house and both of them were fixing to go through a horrendous storm. There's not anybody in this church that's exempt from the hard storms. The rains will come, the floods will rise and it'll beat against your house and there may be a time or two that you may think it's going to fall. But the real difference is is what they didn't have in, in similarity. How they were different. Bible said that one dig deep. In Matthew's gospel, the Bible said that he founded it upon a solid rock. In Luke, he said that he digged deep and he built that foundation upon a rock. Now, there's no question in my mind who the rock is. Rock is the rock of ages. It's the same rock that Moses struck in the wilderness and from it came that life-giving water that saved the lives of all his people. It was the rock, friend, that came rolling down that, that Gideon saw. It's the rock, you see, that, that, that has ever been forever settled in heaven. It is the rock, the word of God, the, the, the Christ that we believe in, the unshakable, the unchangeable, the unmovable. He is the rock of our salvation. And if we're building our life upon the rock, I want you to know that the storms will come. There's not a question about that. And you needn't look in the mirror and say, why, God? Because the truth is, is it's why not? If it ain't today, it'll be tomorrow. And I'm not being cynical. I'm just saying you can't live in this world and be unscathed by the trouble in this world. The Bible said that man is born of a few days of of a woman and a few days full of trouble. You can't escape this life without hardship. As a matter of fact, the Lord Jesus warned us that there would be things to suffer. There would be hard things to go through. But oh, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Said, you got tribulation? He said, I've overcome tribulation. He didn't say you wouldn't go through tribulation. He just said, I've overcome it for you. Well, I'm glad that I am, that though I may go through the hard things and though there may be trials in this life that I can't explain and there may be troubles that I can't comprehend and there may be days when I weep hour after hour and there may be times that I cry unto God and say, help 
me. I want you to know that as long as you're on the foundation, we can claim what the Apostle Paul claimed, and that is if God be for me, who can be against me? At some point or another, we got to either believe he's really God or he's not. There's a day, as the song says, I heard casting crowns, the fellow that, that wrote this song, I think he had cancer and he wrote this song, but there's a part of it that says, when your fear meets the God you know. Let me tell you something. When it comes right down to it, he said, cast all your care on me, for I care for you. He said, I'm with you and I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. Here's what I want you to know, regardless of how hard the storm may be, and it might blow a shingle or two off of my house. But here's what I know. It will not, according to Luke chapter number six, it cannot be shaken. You can't move the house, you see, because there was a day that I laid it on a rock. I ain't always built out of the best stuff. Ain't always made the right choices. Ain't always built the right way. But I can tell you right now, she's on a rock. And the storms will come, they have come. And they'll come again, and there'll be harder ones probably that I've ever faced before. There'll be things that I wonder, how dark can this night be? But I want you to know that as long as the house is on the rock, it cannot be shaken. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what it's like to be in a position where you're so overwhelmed you begin to lose your functionality or your ability to to go on. There are people that struggle with that. But aren't you glad that if you built on the rock, that according to the word of God, according to Jesus, he said your house won't be shaken. He said your house won't fall. That's what you're worried about, ain't it? That's what people are worried about. I ain't going to make it. I'm not going to get through this. I can't do it anymore. I can't go one more day. Yet what they find is that the Bible said is you've never, you've never even had a temptation that's different or uncommon. Everything you went through is common to man. And in every trouble and trial that you have, he said he's always made a way of escape for you. He's always made a way for you to bear it. There may be times when we get to the end of our rope and we think it's, but you know what? I believe God sees rope we don't see. We think we're at the end of it, but God says you've got a lot more rope than that. God sees what we can't see, and I'm not making light of the storms. What I'm trying to do is to make you understand that everybody's going to go through storms. But the question is, is whether or not you're on a rock or you're on sand. Because I tell you right now, it ain't the Christian I'm worried about. Because according to the word of God, and I'm going to trust him, regardless of what you think or I think, I'm going to trust God. He said if you found it on a rock, it won't fall. It won't fall. I tell you, the ones we need to worry about are the ones that ain't on the rock. Because there's a bunch of them that have built their lives, every bit of their lives. Not only have they not been able to use the good material, but everything they built is on sand. And we've, we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen the storms come, and we have seen the storms absolutely wiping out. 
And it might be a year or two later before you you ever see him start trying to build back. And you know what the strangest thing is? They'll go to building right back on the same sand that they built on before. Jesus was just as clear as he could be. You can't bring forth good fruit out of a corrupt tree. You can't do it. They'll try and they'll try. But as long as you're building upon sand, it will not stand. Oh, according to Christ, it won't stand. According to the Lord, he said, great will be the fall. And I can't stop that faith. I've counseled them and I've witnessed to them and I've prayed for them and I've tried to help them. I've done this and I've done that. But as long as they're on the sand, there's no guarantee. There is no holding power if you have built upon the sand of this world. There is no preservation in building on sand. It won't work. I don't know if you've ever stood on the ocean, let the waves wash up past you. And just stood there and paid attention to what was happening down under your feet. Remember the feeling? I do it every time I go there. Because when that water comes rushing back, it starts pulling the sand right out from under me. I got 210 pounds standing right on top of it and it's stripping it right out of me. Just like I'm not there. You know what will happen to your house if it's on sand? Let me be clear. Jesus was just trying to be clear with him. You can say, Lord, Lord, all you want to. But until you're born again, you will never know what it is like to be founded on a rock and to build your life in a way that you have a confidence that regardless of what the world may send, that you cannot be shaken. You cannot fall. Or we may think we are. Again, our mind does some some devilish things to us. We may even convince ourselves we ain't going to make it. But I want you to know that the Word of God says you will. What Jesus said was, he's those that the Father give me, he said, I lost none. Let me believe that. I don't know what will happen. My darkest days may be ahead of me. I have no idea. But you know what? I may have my mind not to worry about that. Number one, it may never come. Number two, I may not live till then. Number three, Jesus could come back first. But number four, my house is built on a rock. And regardless of what storms beat against it, it'll stand. It'll stand. Oh, we've got a book full of truths. Back that up. But I got a I got a book full of people that I know. Not just the ones that are dead and gone, but ones that are living. People that's in this room right now that can tell you stories of the darkest of hours, the hardest of times, those things where they never thought they would be in, and yet they found themselves just like every other person in the midst of a dark and a terrible storm. 
And you know what they can tell you? I'm still on the rock. I'm still here. I still love Jesus, and he still loves me. I'm still going to heaven. I'm still all right. And those that are still in the storm, hang on. You're just about out. Listen, either 828 of Romans is real or it ain't real. Either God is there or he ain't there. Either he's going to save you out of all your trouble or he ain't. Either he's real or he ain't real, but I believe he's God. And I believe his word is going to forever stand and it doesn't make any difference what the world says. If your house is built upon the rock, what Jesus said was is that, yes, the storms will come. You're no different than your neighbor is. The storms will hit you. But he said he can't shake it. In Matthew, in Matthew's gospel, he said it like this. He said, and it stood. At the house, it stood. That when the floods came and... and and the winds blew and, and beat upon it that the house that was built upon the rock stood firm. I just happen to trust God enough, and I believe you do too, to know that regardless of what this world deals, the child of God's going to go on through. We're going to go on through. I don't know how many other scriptures we could find in the Word of God, but it's full of it. The same story. Apostle Paul said it like this. He said, that which I've committed unto him, he's able to keep it against that day. He said, I'm confident. He said, I'm persuaded that that which I've trusted to him, that he's able to keep. I'm absolutely confident that whatever storm may come, though as hard as it may be, (laughs) now I want to I'll say this, I thank God that I'm a part of a fellowship of believers and that every one of you are important to me and I know that when I'm in need, you're praying. And I want you to know when you're in need, I'm praying for you. And that's the benefit of being part of a family is that we ain't alone. That helps a bunch to have God with skin on it sometimes. Right? That just helps to have God with skin on it sometimes. That's what you are to me. But we're going to be in heaven one day, Faith. There is no doubt about this. I don't care what the world does. I don't care what happens in your life. I don't care what tragedy may strike. I don't care what disease may debilitate you. Here's what I am absolutely confident of. You have built on a rock, and the rock is unshakable, and so are you. I'm not going down. According to the Lord, he said, we're going up. The gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. We're not going down. We're going up. That ain't because you're a good house builder. It doesn't matter what you build out of. I've done said that. But it ain't because you're a good house builder. Houses built out of good stuff can still go down if they're on the wrong foundation. 
But I believe that everybody that has committed themselves to Christ can rest confident in this. That though the storm may be raging, the house is unshakable on this rock. I'm going to close with this. You can't even shake this rock. It don't even have a crack in it. There's not one place on this rock that is not 100% absolutely firm and forever. You cannot change it. And I'm right on top of that thing. They sing that little song. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like the tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. You may not today be able in confidence to say, preacher, I'm going to make it. But I'm going to say it for you. You're going to make it. When you see me with my head down, you know what I want you to remind me of? You're going to make it. Not because of you. It's because of the rock you're on. You will make it. Well, that's a good place to go. God said, send the rain. Vicky, come get a song for us. Let's, let's sing a verse or two or something. If you're here tonight and maybe you need to pray or get right with God, whatever that is, I, I don't know your heart, but I know this. If, you're, if you've been born again, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. The storms may come, and when they get, seem like they're the hardest of all. Remember, you're not alone. You've got a family. You've got people that love you, and you've got people that are praying for you, and you've got people that will intercede for you, and that helps. But the greatest news is that you, you're on a rock. And Jesus said, you will not be shaken. You're not going down. You're not falling. You need him tonight. We sing, so obey God.